Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women heal their relationships with food and transform how they nourish themselves in body, in mind, and in soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that help you find your peace with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. If you're ready to feel like a truly nourished woman, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome. If you've been a listener of the podcast for a while, you know that I talk about why we have to release the restriction and the dieting mindset and practices and give ourselves unconditional permission to eat what we love. It's because when we do these things, we end the hypervigilance towards food that is created. This means food just becomes food once again, rather than something we put up on a pedestal and maybe almost worship because we feel like we can't have it. And it's not something we're constantly stressing about and feeling like we have to worry about and micromanage. Now, does this mean that we eat whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want, without any standards or parameters around our eating? No, it doesn't. But first, Let me mention, if you have been someone who's strongly restricting your eating in some way, sometimes when you first release that restriction, the pendulum can swing the other way. So you may gravitate to overeating the foods that you were restricting. But trust me and know, because I know this from experience and I've seen clients go through this too, is the pendulum will always come back to center and to balance as long as you continue to allow yourself to have the foods you love and to allow the process of habituation so that these foods become no big deal because you know you can always have them if you choose. When something is always available to us and it's normal, it becomes no big deal. That over-desire for it is gone. And this process of habituation is, for example, like if you've been married to someone for a while, You love them, but they have become a normal aspect of your life. But when you first fell in love with them and they were a new part of your life, you felt more of those emotional highs and like you always wanted to see them and be with them. But with time, because they just became a normal part of your life, the euphoric feelings and feeling like I always want to be with them became less and less because being with them is now just normal. It's the same when we allow foods back into our life after being very restrictive. They become no big deal, even if you strongly desire and gravitate towards them at first. You have to trust that process of habituation that happens with everything new in life. New and exciting always becomes normal when it's always there and available to us. So now getting back to what I was saying at the beginning, unconditional permission to eat, doesn't mean a free-for-all for for the rest of your life. Because how is that going to end up feeling for you? It's not going to feel wonderful to eat anything at any time. And as truly nourished women, we want to feel great, right? We want to feel energized, vibrant, full of vitality, and just nourished in our life. So if there are no parameters or standards around food, 
We can't fully feel that. So today I want to talk about how we approach food and whether it's coming from love versus fear and how that greatly impacts how we feel, how much we desire food or don't desire food, and how we end up eating food in our life. When we restrict food from a place of fear, such as believing there are rules, good foods and bad foods, right foods and wrong foods, foods I should eat and foods I should not eat, then we're restricting from fear. We're restricting from a place of, if I eat this, something bad will happen to me, perhaps weight gain. Or if I eat this, I'm doing something wrong. Or if I eat this, I'm being a bad person in some way. That's restricting from fear, and it's greatly tied into the dieting mindset. And at the root of the dieting mindset is the judgment about ourselves or towards our bodies because we believe maybe our body is not good enough and needs to change or that we're not good enough in some way. And by controlling our food, maybe we can feel better about ourselves. But all that trying hard with food from this place of fear and self-judgment creates patterns in our eating that we don't desire such as the various types of overeating behaviors that we can fall into and the mental stress and food noise in our head that we end up carrying around with us. So how do we have these standards and parameters for our eating without falling into food rules, self-judgments, shoulds, have-tos, and the I'm doing it wrong and need to do it better approach? The answer is, and the way we stay away from all that is, we understand that restriction can also come from a place of love. We can have certain standards for how we choose food because we love to take care of ourselves and because we love to feel good in our life. So restriction in and of itself is not the bad thing. For me, there are certain foods I never choose to eat, but it's not because I'm afraid to or that I believe I'm wrong or a bad person if I do. I choose not to eat these foods because either they don't serve my well-being and vitality standards and the way that I want to move through the world as far as my energy and vibrancy, or maybe I just don't gravitate towards the tastes or textures or the types of foods that they are. So restricting from love means having certain standards because you know what works for you and for your body and for feeling good in your life. And you know your food preferences for taste and textures and what satisfies you and so on. This restriction or standards from love is not laced with negative emotions or feelings of deprivation because it's not coming from fear or self-judgment, which means it doesn't feel hard to do or feel depriving when food restriction from comes from a place of love, it deeply serves us in the long run instead of harming us because that's what fear-based restriction and self-judgment-based restriction does. It always ends up harming us in some way or disserving us in some way down the road. And we can relate this back to any other area of our life where we maybe restrict things all the time according to our own personal unique values and preferences in terms of how we want to live our life. So restriction coming from life values is always aligned with showing ourselves love and respect 
And because we want to feel nourished, healthy, and vibrant in our lives, and we know the value that has and have experienced the value that has on our overall life. And when we have these standards from a place of, because it's just how I want to live my life and not from a place of, because I fear something or because I believe I have to follow a rule or because there's a self-judgment motivation, all of that leads to deprivation. And then we rebel against ourselves. But if it's coming from love, we never rebel against ourselves. When, rest- when we're restricting from fear, self-judgment, energy, eventually in some form, we do always end up rebelling against ourselves. Anytime it feels hard and like a should or have to, or because if I don't, then we're going to end up rebelling against ourselves because it doesn't feel good. It's coming from that negative energy and it's just not sustainable when it doesn't feel good. Another reason it's not sustainable is because it takes a tremendous amount of willpower to restrict our food from a place of this fear and self-judgment. It becomes exhausting. And deprivation in this way always comes with depletion. If we're striving so hard to eat quote-unquote right for all those fear-based reasons and the rules of the shoulds, maybe because we're fearing weight gain, or thinking we have to compare to somebody else, or because we're feeling we're not good enough in some way, or just fearing that we have to do it right. When we try so hard from that type of energy, fear-based energy, takes a lot of willpower and ends up being exhausting. Anything that's exhausting and depleting over time is never sustainable. And then what happens in the end is we eat the food anyway because we're tired. We're tired of trying to force and control. So true control, which I talked about a few episodes ago, there's the fake control and then there's the real control. That ties into this. It's related. And real control around our food comes from a place of loving oneself, from having standards because you love what those standards create for you in your life. They're in the upward spiral energy of this feels nourishing to my body, mind, and soul instead of the depleting energy and into the downward spiral, which fear-based standards or requirements and choices that we might hold create. So for making food choices, we want to create nourishing standards coming from love instead of depriving rules and judgments driving our choices. And food restriction from love always comes from a clear mind, not a chaotic or stressed mind. It comes from a peaceful mind, a positive mind that is 100% focused on self-care and nourishing one's overall life through food. Whereas restriction coming from fear and self-judgment is going to come from a cluttered or chaotic mind, a negative self-judging mind, and from a place of feeling disempowered in some way. And because I'm feeling disempowered. I'm grasping at restricting myself in this way around food to feel more empowered. But that's not how we get our self-empowerment and our empowerment around food. Fear-motivated actions never ultimately lead to that power. 
but we can feel empowered in our relationship with food by choosing what we eat according to what I call our true hungers from a place of knowing our personal values and true desires in life and create standards because we love what foods can do for us in living up to those values and true desires. So it's about understanding what do you really value, what's truly important to you, and why. And then sometimes you might make choices that don't align to that, and that's okay. But the majority of the time you are, and that's all that matters because it's what we do the majority of time that truly impacts our life in the you know, overall scope of things. And just an example, in my personal life, I have a standard where I don't eat sugar day to day, not because it's a rule or because I have a judgment about it, but because I don't crave it. And one of the reasons I don't crave it is because I know I can have it anytime if I really want it, if I truly want it. And it's just always available to me if I choose to have it. There's just literally no rules around it. So let's say then when I'm at a restaurant or traveling, what I often do is have desserts and it's no big deal and I thoroughly enjoy those desserts. But I also know because I am very connected with my body and I have what I call the body food congruence really figured out for myself because I understand how my body responds to all sorts of various types of foods, I know that if I eat a lot of sugar regularly, my body doesn't like it so much. It doesn't feel so good. I don't have the energy that I want, just the vitality that I want. So I have created this standard around you know when I do eat sugary treats and when I don't, but it's not a rule. If I change my mind at any time, that's fine. It's just a standard that I've created in partnership with my body based on how I want to feel and move through the world and based on what works best for my overall life and who I want to be in my life and what I want to create in my life. It's not coming from a place of fear or self-judgment, like a belief of sugar is bad and if I eat sugar, I'm bad, or a self-judgment of if I eat sugar, then this bad thing is going to happen to me, like I might gain weight, or if I eat sugar, I'm going to be out of control. There's no fear energy around it. It's coming from knowing what feels good for me and my body. So I eat sugar within these certain parameters, and it doesn't feel depriving at all. You know, when I'm not eating sugar most of the time, it doesn't feel depriving because I also know I can have it anytime if I choose. You know, they always say, we always want what we can't have. And so if we have a rule around, I can't have sugar, you're very likely going to want it more than if you don't have that rule. And so when I do choose to eat sugar, I make sure that I'm fully aligned to that choice. And it's a conscious choice in the moment, not an unconscious choice. So when I'm socializing or traveling, for example, I want to experience my life to the fullest And often that means having a decadent dessert. You know, when I uh, travel in the summer, I always have ice cream. Or when I'm doing something special in the summer, that's like my fun summer food. But I don't really ever crave it in the winter. I just go by what my body is feeling. 
And at Thanksgiving, which is coming up here soon in the U.S. when I'm recording this, I'll probably try every type of pie that is offered a little bit of each. If it sounds good, I'll have some. And during the Christmas season, if someone gives me cookies or treats, I'll eat them when I feel like eating them. Because I don't have family or other people around, it's just me, I don't do the whole festive baking or anything like that. But if I'm with my family or with friends, I'll definitely participate in that. There's no rules. And also there's no graspy feeling of, well, I have to eat it now because the rest of the year I can't, so I better eat it all while I can. That's often another thing that can happen around the holiday times when we have these rules and these fear-based choice uh, ways of choosing how we eat. It, it can start to feel like I have to eat it all now because it's going to be taken away later or I'm not permitted to have it later. So when we just break up with all of that and really feel like, well, I can have it whenever I want, if I really want it, there's none of that graspiness. And so I have created standards for myself of how I like to eat most of the time because I know what works for me and for my body in the way that I value living my life. And I've seen the positive benefits of how it serves me in living my life. So I hope that you can see the difference between approaching our food choices from a place of loving food, loving ourselves, and loving what food can do for us in our life versus choosing from a place of fearing food, judging food, judging ourselves, and disapproving of ourselves in some way. The energy from which we make our choices is what makes our choices either work for us or work against us. It's what determines whether they're sustainable and in put us into the upward spiral or whether they're depleting, not sustainable, and put us into the downward spiral. And now if you are someone who feels like your food choices often come from the energy of fear instead of love, and it's maybe causing a lot of food noise in your head and maybe eating behaviors you don't enjoy, if you're perhaps feeling a bit chaotic with food inside and outside, then the peace process is the perfect place for you. This is my new foundational program. We're starting in late January to help you find your inner peace and your outer peace with food once and for all and forever. It will include group coaching support calls along with self-led modules that you can learn and consume on your own and then a one-on-one call with me over the course of about eight weeks and you'll have lifetime access to the content. Right now it's on pre-sale, which means it's the best price if you join now and the benefit of joining now is not only the special price, but you're also going to get a one-on-one jumpstart call with me before we even begin And just know that the price is going to go up around the new year, around the time of start of January. The other way to work with me right now is my private wellness mentorship called Elevate. So this would be a three or six month partnership with me for women who want to elevate to new levels of ease and consistency in the areas of nutrition or sleep or exercise or just your inner peace and well-being. These are areas of my life that I've mastered So this is why I want to do it, because I feel like I can help other women master this too. And it's for women who maybe feel like you're on an okay track, but also know there's another level you want to get to for greater vitality and increased capacity for your life goals or career goals, whatever your goals are. 
by becoming more consistent in these areas of nutrition or sleep or exercise or inner peace and well-being or all of the above. It's also especially for ambitious, striving women who maybe feel like you've started to neglect your wellness or have been sidetracked from it because of other life goals that you've been focusing on, but you want to recalibrate and come back to focusing on your wellness because you understand the value it has in terms of even pursuing those other goals, and you really want to experience the elevated positive feelings around your health and vibrancy, physically, mentally, emotionally, by once again prioritizing prioritizing things like sleep, nutrition, mental well-being, and also your exercise so that you can feel energized, you can feel vibrant, you can feel the health you want to feel, the focus you want to feel, the productivity you want to feel, and also more of that inner peace and more connection to yourself. So if you're a woman who is ready to really get your habits and practices in these areas to where they feel as consistent and natural as breathing, that's who this private wellness mentorship is for. So whether you want more information on the peace process or the Elevate mentorship, email me at hello at rebeccalaurelhill.com or just message me on Instagram at rebeccalaurelhill if you're feeling called to either of those offerings. Thank you so much for being here. I love being here with you. Bye-bye. Hello, beautiful listeners. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, if you had some breakthroughs or an aha moment, I would absolutely love to hear what those were. Tag me at Rebecca Laurel Hill on Instagram, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me get an idea of what's landing, what you want to hear and more of what you want to go deeper on so that I can serve you at the highest level. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Let's all rise and change this world together by living as truly nourished women. Thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you in the next episode.